Pastor Xavier Reese says Jesus recognizes his disciples for what they are, not what they were. The loving grace of God has no respect of persons. Aren't you glad when you came to he didn't tell you, nah, not you, sorry. Next. We get so enamored with the person, who he is, who she is, whether she's beautiful, whether she's not. The limitation is always on our part, never on God's part. God sees men differently where man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord, Yahweh, looks at the heart. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. The seeming constant stream of celebrity and politicians' brushes with the law provide controversial evidence that there is in fact an elite rule of law for the rich and famous that differs significantly for the average Joe. But in today's Simple Truth study, Pastor Xavier sets out to demonstrate that the ground is level for all men at the foot of the cross. He gets started by turning to the familiar story from Luke chapter 7 of the sinful woman forgiven at the house of Simon the Pharisee for a message titled, Jesus, a Friend of Sinners. Let's listen. Jesus has finished his sermon on the plain and has returned to Capernaum, continuing to give visible evidence that the kingdom of God has come. Uh, Verse 1 of chapter 7 gives us Capernaum. Now, Jesus healed the centurion's servant. Jesus then traveled to the city of Nahum, about 25 miles southwest of Capernaum, to raise the widow's son from the dead. Jesus then confirmed to his cousin John, who was in prison, who sent some of his disciples to ask him if he was the one they were looking for or were they looking for another. And then Jesus defends John before the people, lest they think that he was doubting as to who Jesus was. And uh, Jesus probably then from Nam returned back to Capernaum and reveals the very purpose for his coming, the heart of the gospel. To forgive and reconcile sinners to God. And that's the passage we're going to look at in verse 36 through 50. Luke presents to us here a beautiful account of the loving grace of God that is extended to sinners. First, the loving grace of God has no respect of persons. Verse 36 to 38. Secondly, the loving grace of God exposes the heart of a person. 39 through 46. And thirdly, the loving grace of God forgives the sins of a person. Verses 47 through 50. The foundation is the first point. Don't miss it. The loving grace of God has no respect of persons. I am so glad. If you and I would choose who's going to be in heaven, there would be very few people. But of course, we would include ourselves. (laughs) We're the exception to the rule, right? Notice the setting is a dinner between um, Jesus and the Pharisee in verse 36. The dinner took place by invitation. Listen to his words. And one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. The name and the title Pharisee, as you know, means the separate ones. And uh, the timeline here is after Jesus had vindicated and defended exalting John, his cousin, before the people. 
The Pharisees arose after the Babylonian captivity, as you know. And um, there they were raised through the great synagogue to protect the people from breaking the law. So through their oral traditions and codifying of the law, they ended up worshiping those codified rituals and principles rather than the law itself. The problem was that they had become the traditionalist religious hypocrites. Luke mentions them seven times in the singular, 21 times in the plural, 28 times. They are mentioned here in this gospel. They are the ones who continually dogged Jesus all the time, always trying to fight fall, always opposing them. Ultimately, were those who gathered together to accuse him and put him to death. Now, the reason for the invitation of, uh, given to Jesus is not indicated. Uh, some think that perhaps uh, the Pharisee here, Simon, as we'll see his name, uh, was curious about Jesus and the preaching of the kingdom. But the entire passage, as you read it through, reveals that the invitation really was to find some fault with Jesus after the usual manner of the scribes and the Pharisees. And Jesus knew all of this, by the way. Now, he accepted the invitation knowing why they were inviting him, especially Simon. Would you receive and accept an invitation when you knew someone would, was inviting you to set you up? I wouldn't go. And if I did, I would go with an attitude. Jesus is so much different than us, thank God, huh? The dinner invitation, notice, was accepted by Jesus. Listen to his words. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. So he traveled knowing all along. And the name of the Pharisees given to us in verse 40. His name is Simon. It means rock or stone. The same name of Simon Peter. He was anything but a rock. He was more like sand at this point. But Jesus is going. Knowing the woman would come. But Jesus is going also in hope that Simon might repent also. Jesus arrived, entered and sat down to eat with Simon the Pharisee. And the word there, sat down, the phrase, it means um, to recline. In those days, they would lean back on the left um, elbow with the cushions and that around. And it was a U-shaped table so that everybody would have their feet behind them. And they would be facing each other in the U-shaped table like the pulpit, but reversed like this. And so when you see the Last Supper and they put you this whole great Western table with, you know, goblets and, and plates and forks. That's, 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 that's completely wrong. Now, Jesus always ate with people. We've already seen him in chapter 5, verse 30, where he ate with tax collectors and sinners, and the Pharisees were a little upset about that. He will later on eat with uh, uh, another tax collector, Zacchaeus, in chapter 19, verse 5. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I have to spend the evening with you. So Jesus accepted many invitations, and sometimes he invited himself. Jesus was not offered the common courtesy by Simon at this point. To wash his feet, give him a kiss, to anoint his head with oil. We get that in 44, 45, and 46. Jesus will make mention of that. The greeting was rude, insulting, and dishonoring to Jesus. The Pharisee Simon sat smug and complacent before Jesus. Notice the dinner was interrupted all of a sudden by a woman in verse 37, the appearance of the woman at the house of Simon the Pharisee was to say, in least, a shock. <laughs> and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. The word behold is an exclamation of astonishment. 
I can't believe she's here. The nerve of her. I wouldn't have believed it unless I would have seen it myself. Taken back. The presence of the woman brought a sudden change to the room. Tense. Somber. Silent. Everybody's quiet now. The reason being, she was not just any woman, but a woman in the city who was a sinner. The phrase refers to a prostitute. A woman who had forsaken her God and was very well known by the people. Notice the reason the woman had come to the house of Simon the Pharisee was that Jesus was there. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house. The woman had inquired and knew with certainty the location of Jesus. The word no is epinoscos, is the intensified form of gnosis to know. So in other words, she fully knew accurately. Somehow this woman was determined to get to Jesus. This woman also was fully aware of what awaited her when she entered the house of Simon the Pharisee. She would be seen as repulsive and vile. She would risk of being thrown out, possibly. Now notice the dinner invitation turned into a salvation celebration. The purpose of the woman wanting to find Jesus was to express her love gratitude for saving her. Listen to the words. She brought an alabaster box of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. She must have responded to the gospel that she heard Jesus preach on the Sermon on the Plain. Matthew helps us out with the details and timeline. Matthew eleven twenty one twenty four says, And Jesus had upgraded Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum for rejecting him. And she probably then also heard him pray in Matthew eleven twenty five. He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them unto babes. She's in the crowd. She's listening. The rebuke against these cities that had the greater privilege for listening and rejecting. And then she heard the invitation that Jesus gave in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You talk about a heavy burden of this woman. You talk about feeling isolated, marked, the gossip, the rumors, and the majority are probably true. And she's listening to this good news from this preacher on the plain. The woman came now to express her thankfulness for saving her. She took him up on it on the plain. <laughs> she responded to the gospel. She brought to Jesus the best she had noticed, an expensive alabaster flax or box there, obtained by her lucrative trade, a semi-transparent white or yellow stone from Egypt carved the whole costly perfume, usually cylindrical in shape at the top, sort of like a little ball you'd break the neck off and pour out the perfume. The fragrant perfume that once she used to attract and lure men to her bed. She stood behind Jesus at his feet, possibly hesitant at first. Will he be repulsed when I touch him? Will he reject me? 
She was weeping continuously in shame of her past life as well as the joy of her present transformed life. Reverently and unconcerned <laughs> what Simon and others might think of her now. The personal expression of the woman was the worship of Jesus. Don't miss it. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. The washing of the feet of Jesus with her tears and wiping them with the hair of her head should have been done by the lowest slave of the house. And if there was none, Simon should have washed his feet. He did not. By the way, at the feet of Jesus, she was contrite, humbling herself, wiping his feet with her glory, her hair. A woman's hair is her glory, 1 Corinthians eleven fifteen. The best of the perfume that lured and seduced men used to worship the God-man. All her glory at his feet. Wow. The kissing of his feet is indicated repeatedly. She smothered him with kisses. Simon should have kissed Jesus on the cheek and as a sign of affection and honor to him. The anointing of Jesus with fragrant oil should have been done by Simon again to treat him as the festive guest, but he did not. You see, the Pharisee Simon had declared plainly that by his actions that he thought he was better than Jesus. While the woman was declaring she was the servant of Jesus at his feet, a grateful sinner. What a sharp contrast between these two sinners. Both equally deserving hell. Both Equally guilty before God. One has repented. The other one has not. James puts it this way. To illustrate our point about respect to a person. James 2, 1-4. He says, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there come, there should come into your assembly a man of gold ring or fine apparel. And there should come uh, one in who is a poor man, filthy clothes. And you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and you say to them, you sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? As you know, James is probably the first epistle written. The Gentiles had not come into the church by droves yet. These were Hebrew Christians. Accepting Christ. But as he writes to them, they were being respecters of persons. The entire human race is sinful, incapable of the most heinous sins, and I think the one that's most practiced is disrespect of persons. God sees men differently. When um, he spoke to Samuel, he put it this way, first Samuel sixteen seven. He says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at the appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord, Yahweh, looks at the heart. We get so enamored with the person, who he is, who she is, whether she's beautiful, whether she's not, whether he's a great orator, you know, is he handsome, is he, is he wealthy, is he, is he famous, is he funny? Jesus is not impressed with any person and has never turned away a sinner who has repented by hearing the gospel as they recognize their sinners. You're proof of that, <laughs> as well as your pastor. 
Jesus offers salvation to Nicodemus in John 3. You must be born again or you'll never see the kingdom of God. You don't know these things, Nicodemus? You're the head honcho here? He offers salvation to the woman of Samaria. He says, I must needs go through Samaria in John 4. He offers salvation to the two thieves on the cross. One turned and accepted him. The other one continued to reject him. And the one who accepted says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He says, today, today, you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 42. Both equally distant, hearing the same message, having the same opportunity. One accepting, one rejecting. Man is from entering eternity. And he loved them both. As we know, Jesus at the feast that Levi threw for him, told the Pharisees that he had not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance in Chapter 5 of Luke, verse 32. Some modern translations say that Jesus came to call sinners and they dropped the word repent. Don't even light your fireplace with that Bible. Jesus came to call sinners, sinners, sinners. No, call sinners to repentance. That's what's lacking in the pulpits of America today. Politically correct. An insult, an offense to God. God help us. Jesus loves the sinner and hates the saint. Hates the sin. Loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. The loving grace of God has no respect to persons. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad when you came to, he didn't tell you, nah, not you, sorry. Next. Whoa. Notice, secondly, the loving grace of God then exposes the heart of a person, 39 through 46. In 39, the Pharisee Simon spoke to himself smugly, being self-righteous. The judgment of Simon about Jesus was wrong. Now, then the Pharisee who had invited him saw this. He spoke to himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman is this who is touching him. Simon had found fault with Jesus. Bingo! Just as his invitation had intended. And as he spoke to himself, he was unaware that Jesus was hearing Every little thought. The expression, this man, is a derogatory term of disrespect. This woman. Simon, who saw himself separate from sinners, gazed at Jesus as he permitted this woman to touch him. Simon concluded without any doubt that Jesus, this man can't be no prophet. If he's not a prophet, he certainly cannot be Messiah. Since according to Simon, Jesus was unaware of who this woman was and what she did. How wrong he was. Jesus was the prophet that Moses prophesied about in Deuteronomy 18. 18, The prophet of all prophets to come. Notice the judgment of Simon about the woman was also wrong. It says, for she was a sinner. Simon saw the woman for what she used to be, not for what she was now. Simon saw the woman with contempt rather than compassion. Simon saw the woman with indifference and disgust. The eyes of natural man, self-righteous. All of us have that potential. It's innate in us. Now notice Jesus spoke to the Pharisee Simon now. Rebuking him for being self-righteous. He does it in an indirect way, but he does it very clearly. Verse 40 to 43. 
In 40, Jesus confronted Simon about his self-righteous judgment. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon. Now, remember up to this point, everything's quiet. There was talk and everything else. But then the woman walked in, boom. Everybody's observing. She's in the back, washing, drying the feet, crying. It's the only noise. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. Kind of smug. He was completely ignorant that the thoughts of his hearts were known to Jesus. He sat piously looking down on Jesus, revealing his hypocrisy. Jesus declared a parable to Simon to open his eyes to his self-righteousness. Jesus stated that two men owed money different amounts of. And um, she says there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. A denarii was a day's wage. 50 uh, on the one, and the other one would be um, 500 days of wages. And the comparison is, is a, a 10 to 1 ratio. That, that's, that's a lot. The two debtors represented the two people. The woman and Simon. Notice Jesus stated that both debtors were dismissed. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Both the woman and Simon were unable to pay their debt of sin, nor merit forgiveness of their sin. But Jesus was willing and able to forgive both of them. The limitation is always on our part, never on God's part. In 42, Jesus asked for the concluding judgment from Simon now. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Jesus knew Simon would make the right judgment. Jesus was hoping Simon would see his equal need of forgiveness regarding his sins to be saved. Jesus heard Simon answer, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. Notice Simon's answer was a bit reluctant, seeing that he would be judging himself and passing judgment on himself. He's not missing the message. When God points out your sin, listen, there's one person who's going to know very clearly, you and I. Because God's very, very personal. But see, he had to answer. All his friends are present. Jesus is present. This vile woman's present. And he's a Pharisee, religious man. Jesus replied to Simon, and he said to him, You have rightly judged. He gave the right answer, but he had the wrong attitude. His head was clear, but his heart was clouded. The problem was his heart. Jesus had just finished the sermon on the plain in chapter 645. It says, he said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. The loving grace of God exposes the heart of a person, cuts it right open. Pastor Xavier Reese with a somber yet startling reminder of the simple truth that whosoever believes shall be saved. And you can hear this message again anytime online 
By simply selecting today's date at the radio listings link you'll find at calvarychapelpasadena.com. But there's still much more to come right here next time as well. However, if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, you can always pick up your own copy of this message. And the title to ask for is Jesus, A Friend of Sinners. It's available on CD for only $4. And make sure you pass on this study to someone in your church or Bible study. Once again, the title to ask for is Jesus, A Friend of Sinners. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. A love that gives up the life of His Son, blood that is able to wash iniquity white as snow, and forgiveness willing to remove sin from us as far as the East is from the West. Is there a proper response to God's amazing grace? Find out next time on Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com